G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, is it relevant today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as library card catalogues? Before we get into the topic today, we just wanted to let you know of our new YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today? Where we have video presentations of a number of topics including Can I Trust the Bible? Why Does Evil Exist? And The Day That Time Forgot. Be sure to check it out. When I was a young boy, I was extremely talented at breaking the rules. I specialized in finding ways to avoid doing what I was meant to and got in much trouble doing so. When I was 12, I got caught shoplifting. I would pinch things I really had no need for, like batteries and shaving blades, and when I visited or someone I knew went to Romania, I would send them to people there who were poor. When I think back on it, I was somewhat like Robin Hood. But when the police caught up with me, they didn't think what I was doing was in any way noble or acceptable. And the reason for this was because I was breaking the law. The laws in our country govern what one is and is not allowed to do. But what about the law in the Bible? Is that law still relevant today? Is it still something we have to keep? Or was it given to the Jews and done away with at the cross? We'll find these things out in our show today, just after these songs. Before the throne of God above I have a strong Perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands, my name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of my guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end of all my sin because the sinless Savior died my sinful soul is counted free for God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me behold him Perfect, spotless righteousness The great unchangeable I am The King of glory and of grace One with Himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by His blood My life is hid with Christ on high with Christ my Savior and my God. My life is hid with Christ. 
place on high with Christ my Savior and my God. As the back to Is It Relevant Today. I'm Marius Jigo, and today we're looking at what is God's law all about, and is it still relevant today? Why did God give us a law in the first place? In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, it reads, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. We discover here that God is love. Everything that God does is out of love. All that He does is an extension of this love. This would mean that the law He gave us is a result of His love for us. In fact, we discovered in a previous show that God created us as an expression of His love, but He didn't only create us, but He gifted us with the freedom of choice. We discovered that free will is essential to love and that outside of free will, one is completely incapable of love. God created us this way so that we would be able to have a loving relationship not only with Him, but also with each other. 
But even though he gave us freedom to do as we choose, he still gave us a law that we need to follow. Now this seems a little weird, doesn't it? He created us and essentially told us that we have the freedom to choose to do what we want, but then he gives us a law to follow? Why is that? My wife and I have a 21-month-old son named Daniel, and we love him dearly. Now because we love him, we've put in place a number of laws in our house. One of these laws is that you cannot go near the oven when it's hot and open. Now the reason we told him this was not because we want to be overbearing and controlling, but because we love him, and because we know that he'll be better off if he doesn't burn himself. In fact, if we didn't lay down this law, we would be negligent. We would not truly care for him if we didn't try to keep him out of harm's way and keep him safe. God's law is born out of his love for us. In fact, we read in Romans chapter 13 verse 10 that love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. We can think about God's law as being represented by the human body. The torso of the body represents love. And we'll find out what the arms represent just after these songs.
stumbled on the ground You took the fall And you thought of me Above all Thank you, Lord You thought of me And you gave your life for me That's how I want to be, Lord To keep you first in my heart Oh, above all of the sea
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. Today, we're looking at the law of God, and so far we've discovered that He gave it to us because He loves us. When Jesus was on earth, He had a lawyer come up to Him and ask Him a question about the law. This is found in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40. It reads, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus explained to the lawyer that the law of God is a law of love. And when you look deeper, it can be broken down into two components. One is love for God and the other is love for our neighbors or love for each other. When we look at our body analogy, the torso represents love. And then one of the arms represents love for God and the other arm represents love for each other. Jesus tells us that on these hang the law and the prophets. Now, if you count the fingers, you notice that you have ten of these. These represent the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are found in Exodus chapter 20 and in Deuteronomy chapter 5, and they give us instructions on how to maintain loving relationships. The first four teach us how to maintain a loving relationship with God, and the next six tell us how to maintain loving relationships with each other. But Marius, hasn't the law been done away with at the cross? I thought the law was done away with at the cross. Wasn't this the case? We'll find this out just after these songs. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold I'd rather be His than have riches untold I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands I'd rather be led by His nail-pierced hand than to be This world affords today I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause I'd rather I'd rather be true to 
Is it relevant today? You're listening to Marius Jigao, and today we're looking at the law and asking ourselves, was this law done away with at the cross? Don't we find in Colossians 2.14 that the law was done away with? Let's have a look at these verses. It reads, By cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Was the law done away with? It appears here that it was nailed to the cross. Or does it? Was the law done away with or was our debt for breaking it removed by Jesus Christ? This verse doesn't tell us that the law was done away with, but rather it tells us that when we accept Jesus into our hearts and accept the price that he has paid for our sins, then we no longer have the debt to pay for breaking his law. In fact, if you think it through, it would be completely absurd for God to do away with his law of love once Jesus died on the cross. This would be like a judge saying, your debt for breaking the law has now been paid, and you're free to go and break the law as often as you choose. I often have people say this to me. They say that the law has been done away with. And when they tell me this, I ask them, "Um, which part of the law was done away with? Has the seventh commandment, for example, you shall not commit adultery, has that one been done away with? Is it okay for me to have an affair with your wife? Or what about the sixth commandment, you shall not murder? Has that one been done away with? Is it now okay for me to come and murder your daughter? What about if I come into your house and steal your TV? How would you feel? Would you say, oh, well, that's okay. We're no longer under the law. You can steal all you like. Did God, just after the cross, suddenly not mind if we broke the first commandment, which says, you shall have no other gods before me? Is God now okay with me worshipping Baal and Asheroth and sacrificing to Moloch? Any reasonable person will realize that this is crazy. It's not acceptable to murder or to steal or to commit adultery and that God is still a God who wants us to worship him, not Baal or Moloch. But the easiest way to know if Jesus did away with the law is to see what Jesus himself told us. Let's have a look at Matthew chapter 5 verses 17 and 18. If you'd like to review these verses or any verses that are used in our show today, please visit our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? Matthew 5, 17 and 18 reads, Do not think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I didn't come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle will by no means pass from the law, until all is fulfilled. Jesus clearly tells us not only that his purpose was not to come and do away with the law, But just in case we missed it, or in case we didn't understand, he tells us that nothing will pass away from the law until heaven and earth passes away. God's law, his love for us, and his government is eternal, just like his character. 
So then, if Jesus paid the price for our sins, and if the law isn't done away with, then what's the purpose of it? What is it there for? We'll find out the answer to this question just after these songs. Lord, I come to you, let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found. To know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. Hold me close, let your love surround me. Your spirit leads me on in the power of your love. Lord, unveil my eyes, let me see you face to face. The knowledge of your love as you live in me. As you live in me. Lord, renew my mind mind. as your will unfolds in my life. Living every day in the power of your
Savior saying strength indeed is small Child of weakness watch and pray And find in me not all in all Jesus paid it all And all to Him I Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. Today, we found out that God gave us His law because He loves us, and that neither His love nor His law was removed at the cross. In fact, Jesus told us that till heaven and earth pass away, not a fragment of His law will pass away. We also discovered that the penalty for breaking the law was removed at the cross for those who believe in Jesus, which led us to the question, what then is the purpose of the law? How is it still relevant today? In Romans chapter 3, verse 20, it reads, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. We find out here that the law only shows us our sins, and therefore it shows us our need for a saviour. We can think of the law as a mirror. Imagine that you had a smudge of black shoe cream on your forehead. 
Will a mirror help you remove it? No. The mirror shows you that you have a problem, but it won't help you to resolve that problem. It's the same way with the law of God. The law shows us that we have sinned, but the law doesn't help us to remove the consequences of our sins. For this to happen, we need Jesus. We need to have faith in Him to forgive our sins and to save us. But if we do have this faith in Jesus, this doesn't mean that we can continue to willingly live in sin. Let's have a look at what Paul says just a few verses later in Romans 3.31. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Paul clearly tells us a similar thing to what Jesus told us, that we cannot make the law void, even if our sins are forgiven. Imagine that I came and kicked you really hard in the shin. But after doing this, I said, oh, I'm really sorry. It was an accident. Please forgive me. And you said, okay, Marius, I forgive you. But the next time I saw you, I came and kicked you again. Then I apologize again. And then this started to happen every time I saw you again and again and again. It probably wouldn't take very long for you to start to question just how sorry I actually was. God forgives us our sins if we ask him to. In fact, in 1 John 1.9, we are told that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. However, true repentance requires one to try change their sinful behavior. Just like me kicking you, if I was truly sorry, I would need to try to resist kicking you when I saw you, no matter how much I desired and felt the need to do it. This is what Paul meant when he says we don't make void the law because we have faith. We attempt to keep God's law, not because this is what will save us. The Bible clearly tells us that that's not how it works. We keep the law as a response to the fact that Jesus has made a way for us to be saved, as a response to the fact that Jesus has paid the price for our sins. Ultimately, we keep the law because we love Jesus. Jesus told us himself in John chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. If we don't keep his commandments, we are showing through our actions that we don't appreciate or care about what Jesus did for us. By keeping his law, we get to know the character of God and draw nearer to him. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, it reads, Now by this we know that we know him, If we keep his commandments. He who says I know him and doesn't keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. We cannot claim to have a true loving relationship with Jesus and claim to know and love him if we don't keep his commandments. The Bible clearly tells us this and this is why God's law is still most definitely relevant today. We thank you for listening and don't forget to visit our Facebook page Is It Relevant Today and give us a big thumbs up or you may like to visit our new YouTube channel also called Is It Relevant Today where we have video presentations on topics including Can God Be Trusted? Why Does Evil Exist? and Creation v. Evolution. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Jigau. God bless and I hope you have a magnificent day.
creatures of our God and King. Lift up your voice and with us sing. Alleluia, alleluia. Thou burning sun with golden beam. Thou silver moon with softer gleam. Oh, praise Him. Oh, praise Him. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. so strong, ye clouds that sail in heaven along, oh praise Him, alleluia, thou rising morning praise rejoice, ye lights of evening find a voice, oh praise Him, oh praise Him, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia.
watching wherever I go. And when the winds blow, He is my shelter. When I'm lost and alone, He rescues me. listening to is it relevant today if you have any questions or comments please leave them on our facebook page is it relevant today but for now thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you next week i love to tell the story twill be my theme in glory to tell the old old story Of Jesus and His love